and welcome to our fourth episode of the Rat Chat, our semi-weekly gaming news podcast, uh, coming to you live, yes, on Sunday night, 9 to 10. Uh, I'm your host, Liam Nitus, along with my friends, Flame Mango, aka Colin, um, Death Watch, aka David, and our newest um, guest, Patrick, aka Blank. Uh, a topic for this week is going to be a pretty interesting t- um, section of gaming, uh, hack and slash. So it's going to be so, some fun story, maybe story driven, maybe just fun mess around games. Uh, but we'll get into it. Um, how are you guys doing for the week? Doing I. Right. Doing I. Right. Well, that's good. Okay. Well, that's good. All right. So I'm. Um, I'm going to ask. Um, David, what's your favorite hack and slash? So, this is definitely an odd one. Yeah. Um, that many people may disagree with me on it being a hack and slash, but Star Wars: The Force Unleashed. I love that game. That's. A, I would. I would say that's a hack and slash. More than anything, when I was I think prepping for is. this, and I went to Steam and clicked on hack and slash, it showed up. So I'm gonna say yeah. Counts. Counts. I haven't played enough. Going According to it. Google, just pulled it up. It is. <laughs> well, there we go. Honestly, you just run around murdering stormtroopers. It's incredible. You, it's have, a... you can have a blast with it. There's definitely a great amount of story behind it. Oh, there really is. It's a shame that it's all uh, decanonized. Now, See, I mean, I have, yeah. I have to ask a quick question for you, David, though, before you continue about it, though. What was the first system you ever played it on? I think PS3? I got it for the Xbox. Yeah, Xbox, PS3. See, I got it when it came out, and I played it on the DS. Yikes, what? <laughs> I didn't even know you had... So what you're telling me is it was a very different experience. Yes, it was a wow. very different experience for me, but I still played it. I didn't even know they ported that to the DS. You, yes, you want to know what other weird game? That's insane. Um, I don't know if I can find it, but I think I have, like, Black Ops 2 or something for the DS. Oh, I have Black I Ops 2 for the too. PSP. Well, yeah, but that makes sense. Who Our mutual friend Ops Kyle had that? Black Ops 1 for the Wii. Well, that's oh, just actually, a shame. So did, I. so did I. That's the first time I ever played How Black Ops. How do you Ops. play Black Ops on a Wii? With a, with a gamepad, is the answer. Uh, or you just really I... are bad with the <laughs> <laughs> remote and if, you, if, you, if you boys check chat, you can see. <laughs> oh, nice. There I am on the DS playing Star Wars. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Yeah, there are some odd ports for games. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, so the newest Just Dance came on Wii, but that's mm-hmm. another. Subject. I mean, that makes sense. Um, so my um, my question is, what what do you prefer out of that game? Like, what drew you to that game? Is it just well, the the Star Wars, or is it? Yeah, the the greatest thing is definitely just I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. I, I mean, I grew up in a household of Star Wars nerds, so. Fantastic I, I, franchise. I got my lightsaber. I built a Disney behind me over on my on my bed. So if that doesn't kind of oh, that out, that's awesome. Um, I haven't done that. Yeah, I'll send you a picture. It's really cool. That's sweet. Um, but so between that and then also just um going back to what we talked about last uh last week, uh the movement of the game is really well done. Hmm. Like I think just running around the way you can just feels very fluid. Interesting. And your ability, it, it 
it, it's one of the few games that gets lightsabers right where they can just kind of murder anyone in front of them yeah and but like there's that stormtrooper that has like shielding that you gotta like get through and everything no, that, yeah. that that's good um so what what do you think about the decanonizing of that game what what do you think it was a hindrance to the franchise or did you did you appreciate that they went forward from it um personally i hated where they went with um star wars <laughs> recently except like the tv shows they've came out with like the mandalorian has been incredible completely but, agree so i don't think it hindered their like any plans that they made i think even when the game came out it wasn't too serious on like a canon game did you um, think they thought it would be successful? I think they thought it would be successful, but I don't think so, they planned on it being fully canon. So I thought um, it was developed by EA or mm -hmm. LucasArts. I'm pretty sure it's uh, in conjunction with LucasArts. Okay, so um, I, I'm pretty sure they thought the first one was going to be a huge flop. Because it, it looked like that kind of game where it was like, they just let the developers do what they want. Yeah. Um and they were like, oh, it'll be trash, and they'll just, like, throw it by the wayside. Um, but it was a massive hit, and they ended up making, th what, three of them? Yeah, they made a lot. They, they did very well. And, I mean, I, I actually played through that game myself, and you could change... I think they only did two. I think it was um, only two. Was it only two? Um, whatever. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> um i i remember that you could change the light crystals in your uh lightsabers and get really really cool different colors and everything yeah, I got like the that orange one finally and that was the proudest achievement well think... it wasn't hard to get in the first game but it was really cool to me that i can be an orange light oh yeah no it was it was definitely a really like interesting color combination and everything like that um so why'd you pick it as your hack and slash um i had a blast with it when i played it for the first time and i can i played through the entirety of the game love the story of it and really it's just a great hack and slash game also i don't play too many like hack and slash like i play doom and stuff like that mm. but... doom a hack and slash definitely. that's that's the problem <laughs> maybe I don't know how much people consider that a hack and slash. <laughs> doom is definitely it has a chainsaw <laughs> I mean, any you, games you that run around hack and slash if you use a knife <laughs> Valor, right. hack and slash. Valor's a hack and slash. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really know the... I don't do too much hack and slash kind of game, so I didn't really know where to go with my hack All right, well, we'll, we'll move on then from uh, from David, and we'll bounce over to Colin. Cologne. Cologne. <laughs> well, as always. Well. <laughs> I have two. Oh, yes. Um, Your I classic two. three. You um, almost have out three. Of respect, I will only use two. Oh, thank God for that. Um, it, well, the second two are really toss up, and both of them happen to be VR games. All oh, three of them. Happen interesting. Disqualified. Um, because hack and slash I assembly didn't is a genre even that think lends of that. Itself pretty well to VR. Yeah, no, I definitely think it, it lends itself very well because it's just yeah. you got hands, and that's yeah. one of the easiest things to do with hands. Yeah. Um. So the first one, this is my actual pick, is Blade and Sorcery VR. Oh yeah. Um, essentially, what it is. Oh yeah, is this it's, fun. Uh, exactly. It's like a, a like a magic type, like medieval. You know, you can fight with swords, or you can throw fireballs. You can mess with gravity. You can shock people. 
very fun game. Um, it's wave-based. You can play wave-based, or you can just do, like, 1v1 combat, which is my favorite thing to do. I essentially just turn myself into Ooh. just a champion. iPad. Trick. Um, <laughs> champion, I, like, turn put infinite health on. I put infinite slow-mo on. And then I just try and be an uh, Ezio from Assassin's Creed or any assassin. That's pretty good. Because um, I've also practiced. I practiced for probably an hour one day doing the the Winter Soldier knife thing from Captain America. Oh, nice! And when they're doing the knife fight, he's like, and then he yeah. drops and he catches it. I did that for like thirty minutes, just because that's what <laughs> the VR is about. Back to Episode One role playing. My Getting into pick, character. Not my actual pick. My it's just my second pick. Is Ironically, Vader Immortal. Oh! So, Vader Immortal is essentially... Yes. Um, it's not a spirit... It's not a successor. It's not a spiritual successor to uh, Force Unleashed or anything like that. But it is a Star Wars game in which you are given a lightsaber and expected to use it however you want. Um, I haven't played through the entire campaign. There's three different parts. I've only played through the first part. But one of the most captivating experiences is uh it's like a training mode it's a wave-based mode where the little things uh that shoot luke in episode whatever four episode whatever new hope um when he's training right he's got the visor down and the thing is hovering around shooting at him and he's blocking it it starts with that and then it gets more complicated because they send in things with like actual lightsabers and you have to fight them all yes um and that's integrated into the story at some point i'll finish it um so it's not as hack and slash as my, my third pick and my first pick. Uh, third pick is Gorn, which is also just another hack and slash. Very similar to Blade and Sorcery. They're basically the same game, except yeah. one is like kind of cartoonish and uh, Blade and Sorcery is more realistic. Run, more, like, more realistic a little bit, as much as you can get with a medieval magic game. Um, but <sighs> specifically, Blade and Sorcery and Gorn deal a lot with um, just kind of uh, disgusting. Meaning you can just bodies and like decapitate. It's a lot of blood, different things, guts, pieces, which, which giblets. Is one would say. Shocking is somewhat shocking. Exactly. Um, more so Gorn because it's cartoonish. They can get away with a lot more. Mm. Yeah. Blade and sorcery. It's very obvious that these are like, oh, these are like supposed to be actual people, and you're like, yeah, maybe that comes with consequences. Um. But as we'll talk about later, blade and sorcery, I think specifically vr is a very it's it's a it's a large genre in vr a lot a lot of games have been developed for it and those are just three that i have had the the pleasure of experiencing i'm sure there's countless others um just because hack and slash always includes is generally set in medieval times either medieval or like is that fair neo retro type i i could say it could be almost in any setting um that was that was a good transition into actually my pick um my pick's a little bit different a little bit more generic hack and slash than your guys uh your guys picks um i picked devil may cry a very like well-known uh hack and slash that almost uh, it's not another star wars thing otherwise i'd be the weird guy here. <laughs> almost everybody <laughs> has either heard of or played devil may cry uh, it follows uh, Dante, uh, which he's trying to get, uh, basically either get his brother back or do some, do some stuff with his family uh, throughout the whole game series. But uh, basically what you do is you have a gun and you have a sword. You use both in tandem and you just hack through people. 
ton of fun a lot of um platforming that game as well um and just the there's like you have a triple jump you the movement in the game is absurd you can dash forward triple jump up and um use your slashes to keep you midair and then do more jumps and it, it, there's there's like almost i think you can get up to like 180 combo <laughs> and get like platinum s which is pretty interesting <laughs> but yeah um it's a really fun game if you guys haven't played it it's just a riot to play nice yeah um so uh patrick what's your choice um well i actually kind of two. i have one that's like an all-time and one that's like kind of competing because it recently just came out but my all-time that I've, I've always played is the diablo series um mm -hmm. I, i'm all, i've always i've played diablo 1 diablo 2, yeah, diablo awesome. 2 Lord of destruction diablo 3 old-fashioned blizzard hack and slash anyone that's been you know part of like warcraft or like that whole series knows the game it has a really nice lore to it that ch chains in through the whole series you know, R, you know, RNG based loot dropping, you know, sets, legendaries, shit like that. Really, yeah, drawn in. Um, but the game that I can really talk about a lot more is a game that came out more recently that's kind of competing for my top pack and slash series. It's called Hades. Um, I don't know if any of you have seen it come out, mm -hmm. but I, it, I, yeah, it's um, well, we were talking about it the other day, David, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but Hades is it's about Hades' son trying to escape from Tartarus and all the gods, all the Greek gods are helping him. They give him these powers and he has like five or six different weapons you can choose to use to fight monsters. And there's, it's like a level progression. It's really, really fun game. There's a whole bunch of like loot that you can gather and buy certain upgrades. And then you can talk to a bunch of like Greek, uh, mythology, like people, um, through like lore and stuff like that. It really mm -hmm. actually teaches you like the real background, you know, who they were and stuff like that. And it's like a really cool history lesson at the same time while you're just murdering all of these monsters of Tartarus. And it has a cartoony feel, but there's, you know, little blood splatters and explosions yeah. and shit like that. Just to give it that, you know, nice, good feeling that when you do something, you're like, yeah, I did that. That was me. And like, there's different weapons. There's like a sword you can use, there's a spear, there's a shield. You can literally just like go around bashing people's heads in with this shield. There's a bunch of like upgrades, special attacks. It's really, really cool. I, I'd recommend checking it out. Awesome. Um, I do have to bring up another one just because since everybody had at least maybe one or one one or more, um, I have to bring up God of War. Obviously, like oh, the mean, most I, generic, but like fantastic series. If you haven't played them, just go go buy one. If you don't have a console for it, I don't know, buy it. Go for it. It's a fantastic series. You will not be disappointed at Do all. you want to lend me a console so I could play it? Honestly, yes. I, I will lend you a console to play it. Um, any uh, PS4, PS3. Um, Actually, I have a PS3. Never mind. Literally, just get that. the collection. It's like maybe $30. Fantastic games. Super fast-paced combat. And as um, uh, Pat was saying about all the like Greek mythology and everything... Um, you take um, this guy named Kratos through a bunch of um, olden Greek, basically, tragedies and different things like that. Ton of fun and a very, very fast-paced combat with a lot of story-driven aspects. Well, we can actually start comparing um, what are the differences between our choices for this week. Um so 
uh, actually, I don't. Um, Colin brought up the point, I think it was Colin, earlier, that a lot of them tend to be, like, medieval or, like, that kind of, like, genre, which is interesting um, with mine, where it's a futuristic Star Wars genre. And, and that really shows off just the difference that you can see in a hack and slash. Like, it, there's definitely yeah. an easy setting to have, but... So, you can really yeah. go anywhere because with it. With most hack and slashes, you think it's easy to go back in time, but like when you go future, like most future-based games are either like high-tech lasers and mm -hmm. guns and shit like that, and you, you wouldn't think, oh, futuristic, and someone still has some type of blade type thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just about to mention was the reason I said mainly medieval is because that's where you find bladed weapons. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Obviously, Star Wars lends itself very well, literally... That is the weapon that has ever been invented. Apparently, yeah. is the lightsaber. Well, no, there, there uh, are. Or just know. the, or just stormtroopers suck. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this it's specifically still because the hack and slash is in the name, right? Yeah. You can hack and slash. There are very few. You can't hack and slash a gun. So I'm guessing that's that's that that's bullet hell, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, different so, genre. So I guess like the main um, point of the genre is the the fast paced combat or the the melee weapon fast paced combat. Um, exactly. Or like bullet time, but with weapons, like, but with like melee weapons. A little bit. Maybe. That's true. Yeah. True. My one of my picks. I was gonna pick Assassin's Creed because that has some uh, elements of. Sort I guess. Of no, it does. No, 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 no. Assassin's Creed is very specifically roguelike and like its own genre of just like assassin. No, it's kind of like hack and slash because it has the open combat slashing as well. There's I, there's I assassination think... and then there's the the other one. I, I think this uh, once again we're going back. To we're our, merging uh, categories, yeah. Um, <laughs> that it's hard to determine categories just be because we want to put them in boxes, but like a box no, can't cover everything. That's true, but if you think about them, like the like ninety percent of the games of all of Assassin's Creed, it's about the stealth, and stealth games is a genre. I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't consider Assassin's Creed a uh, oh, hack yeah. and slash because most of the game you're supposed to be stealthy, sneaking through things, lock picking, you know, whis whispering to guys to come over to a bush and then shank their, you know, gullet out. You know, like that's like but that's the whole point. Actually, to to go, you know, you know, but the the whole point of the game isn't running through the middle. Of the wait, wait, wait. Your your assassin's blade out and a gun in your other hand. And go, counterpoint. Oh, counterpoint. Man. The the newest uh, Assassin's Creed to come out, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, actually is just like running around with the giant axe, That's killing true. people. So what the fuck's the difference? I mean, honestly, if if you wanted to, you could just treat it like a hack and slash. Yeah, so it's really honestly how you play it that way. You can't play all the missions like that. True. Like, series, yes, true. But like, you have to stay stealth if you get caught. The missions over. True. Yeah. To be fair, they put you in a box. My favorite part of Assassin's Creed isn't the missions. I mean, that's true. Yeah. It's jumping off my, a fifty-foot building. I only play. I, <laughs> I only play Assassin's Creed for the ragdoll physics. <laughs> I I have played, like, some of the missions, but most of my time in any Assassin's Creed game is just me running around being like, oh, I'm gonna go piss. I'm gonna go try and get the good guys <laughs> and the bad guys to fight each other by like. Rushing into a guy and then rushing into another guy and then running away. I thought you were gonna go say I'm gonna go pistol whip somebody. The guard. 
have a hundred percented every Assassin's Creed except for Valhalla. So I play I I I, I have a, a deeper like appreciation to all the missions and like little parts of the game just because yeah. I have way too many hours into it. Jeez. Okay. Um so what about the movement? I know that that um you brought up Diablo, a very uh, dynamic game with uh, changes, different play styles from uh, from obviously class to class and different things like that. Um, and it's also a very distinctive um, overview care overview of your character. Yeah, well, I mean, all right. So if we think about like the overview, that's always permanently the I think it's fifth person display where it's a locked camera. Yeah. Over the way the character walks, it's not third person where you can pan around. Yeah. Um, but. If you actually think about it, if we take out Diablo 3 real quick, Diablo 1 and 2, it's very, very stiff when it comes to movement. A lot of people don't like it because of that. And the camera's always locked, and there aren't a lot of actually movement abilities. Uh, sorcerers have to teleport, barbarians have leap. Other than that, you get a couple <laughs> movement speed boosts here and there, but everyone's everyone's set the same speed, and... Then they brought know, in the... And, and then Diablo 3 came yeah. along, and everyone got, like, a new vault and teleport and this and that. Yeah. And, you know, there's, like, 15 million new things that move around. And that's because Diablo 1 and 2 were so stiff. Yeah. So Diablo 3 kind of breached into that a little more, added a whole bunch more movement, and really got the... Because people like to see things. They like to see themselves do, doing barrel rolls and teleporting around. Doing barrel rolls. Like they don't like seeing their characters just stand there and swing an axe punch. This isn't the 80s anymore. I don't know. I, I appreciate some people I getting do, cut in half. There's a reason why I still play the album. I mean, yeah, right. Um, um, so if we take that and compare it to Hades real quick, Hades has a really, really high cap. There's sprinting, there's walking, and there's dashes. And then there's uh, each uh, certain special abilities based on what weapons you have can move you around. And then there's upgrades that increase how many dashes you have or how much movement speed you have. And it's there's just a really, really good dynamic to movement. But it also has a set camera. It has that set fifth-person camera lock, and then the camera turns around your character. Yeah, um, I actually noticed that my my game that I cho chose in the beginning, Devil May Cry, also has a, except for the newest one, 5, I believe, um, used to have a very fixed camera, Devil May 1, 2, and, uh, Devil May Cry 1, 2, and 3, had very fixed uh, point of views, from like a corner of the room or different things like that and then you go into another area and it would change your perspective on it and then you could always move around in the space but you'd always be locked into that exact corner yeah actually same with god of war as well Jeez. all right i, I looked at notice that just to make sure uh, i was wrong it's not the first thing it's called the 45th degree or 45 degree angle well who would know that <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure people who study it do yeah all right i just didn't want, I just didn't want some person in the comments or in the chat section to be like, well you're technically you're no no wrong. no no we want those we want those people yelling at us get that yeah. viewership i come the, okay, my, my question now, yep. that I'd like to pose to the group, because I mentioned it earlier, can you have a hack and slash game without handheld weapons? Yes. Do your fists, can you just have melee combat with your fists being a hack and slash? So, what do you consider, so, I, in Devil May Cry, it's a hack and slash, but you have 
two guns that you can use majority of the game. You don't have to use your weapon. What is? I think the question is okay, like, no. what is? What's the range on those weapons? Oh no! no oh, it's like three feet. No, but yeah. Thing, so like, like... Here, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'll, I'll go ahead. Like if like, I think it's uh more than anything. I think hack and slash has to do with the close quarters combat. Right? Yeah. Is the the range on the gun is like three feet? You're not going to be like shooting somebody across the level, mainly because yeah. the cameras prevent you from doing that. But also the way the game engine is designed, or the way the game is designed, a bow and arrow is maybe the most advanced weapon you will see early, like a, maybe a spear, something. I don't think you often see a whole lot of projectile weapons. I think, as we've all agreed, is primarily melee or at least close quarters. Unless you're in like a cutscene, that's true. I would say. All right, but right. I will argue that both of my games, Diablo and Hades, actually defy that. Because Diablo, you can have your character in the center of your screen, in the corner of your screen, and shoot with certain classes and certain abilities all the way to the other corner of your screen and even things off your screen. So, I wouldn't consider playing a demon hunter to be, like, hack and slash. I know, but, like, if you have... You could be, wait, wait. You could be a monk. You could sh you, there's monk abilities that go that far. There's barbarian abilities that go that far. There's wizard abilities that go that far. Every class has something that can reach almost a full screen. Or if you talk about Hades real quick, Hades has a gun, a bow, and a spear that all have projectiles that can reach the corners of your screen. Or you have a sword and a shield and fisticuffs that you can put on and run up and punch this. So are those very limited abilities as well? What do you mean? Um, those, uh, abilities, can you use them consistently without, like, any repercussion or any, like, yeah, like um, like... any resource that you have to use? Because, like, usually the main thing for most of these games is hack and slash. You, you can go do a melee or go do something else. Well, not as much in Diablo because Diablo is all resource-based. I mean, yeah. In Hades, it's, it's just, you know, they're regular abilities. Like, it's a gun. You just find Literally, a different weapon. There's a weapon that's a gun that you can pick up and just use through the whole game that you shoot things from a distance. Uh, and the spear, either you can choose the melee with it or it has an option that you can literally just throw it and then call it back to you. And it hits things that it passes to. You know, so it gives you the option. And then there's even, there's you know, like Colin said, there is that old-fashioned just bow and arrow, which is like one of the most simplest ways to cover that distance. So back to kind of one of the things that's interesting is we talk about like projectile weapons. Specifically in David's game, he's primarily fighting enemies with projectiles, mm. while he is does Melee. not have a projectile. Or maybe even reflecting so those projectiles. Is, I I can't remember if that's like some of the hardest enemies in a hack and slash are often the ones with projectile weapons. And with Whereas like ranged attacks, yeah. Really easy to kill. Yeah. <laughs> In David's game, it's reversed. Like, not to, not to spoil it. Yeah, not to spoil yeah, well, like, it, though, yeah. but David, who, who's, like, the final... Who's, like, the... the what are the bosses like? I haven't played like that game in a long time. I, I have no idea anymore. All right, all, all Maybe remember, DS boy over here knows. Yeah, all I remember... <laughs> I don't remember exactly who it is or anything. All I remember is as you're going through the levels, it's just a bunch of, like, stormtroopers and other people with guns, and then every, like, boss-type fight you have is either one of the big mechs or a person with the lightsaber. Other than that, right. every every single person was ranged, but they really sucked. But then anytime you got to so, someone who was like yeah. a significant fight, it was either someone in a really big mech, or they had a lightsaber. Mm -hmm. All I remember from like all like 
cinematic weird weird things I remember from that game are the ones where you're using the saber to like push against somebody, and you have to yeah. like win to kill them. Oh yeah yeah yeah, and you have to like button spam. Yeah yeah and yeah. Then like, and then it would do like another little fight, and then it would stop, and you had the button spam again. Yeah. Oh, I totally forgot about that. Yeah no, that's all I remember. Same thing with um. So, yeah. <laughs> same thing with the uh, um god of war you get the button mashing and then uh the really quick 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 time events and different things like that with uh, obviously the story driven um bosses and different things like that what was your so point as i was discussing with with the vr game where i like to the way i play it is i i essentially cheat you make slow mo. Give myself all the abilities. Yeah. Infinite mana so that I can do all my abilities. Um, do you think that I think another thing that's kind of quintessential to the hack and slash genre is you being not like all powerful, but significantly more powerful than like the base level enemy. Like specifically in David, where you're a Jedi, that means you have a lot of training with this lightsaber. You can essentially block incoming fire from the stormtroopers the stormtroopers suck as we all know as kidding i mean um, yeah and then like in liam's where you're literally i mean you're essentially fighting gods and pr presumably winning um to, well, to take their place right um so do you think that that, that is true for most hackathon games that you as a character are generally perceived as like significantly more powerful than a lot of the people you're fighting I wouldn't, I wouldn't say more powerful. I would say that you're trying to fight against odds that are ridiculous. So most most of these hack okay. and slashes are you're fighting against a either a preconceived god or somebody that is clearly more powerful than in the beginning. Like so for instance in Devil May Cry, in the beginning your brother uh summons a demon tower in the middle of your city. And you're, you're a demon hunter in that city, and you basically go out, climb the tower, get to the top of the tower. Your brother says, hi, beats the shit out of you, kicks you to that, down to the bottom of the tower, and you have to go do the whole thing again. And once you get back to, up to the top, spoiler, but you kick the shit out of him. No, <laughs> no see, I think it's more or less is that most games, when you start off, you're actually weaker than most of the end game bosses and yeah. it's the most of them have upgrades right. like like you know at games where you don't cheat and just make yourself invincible <coughs> calm um you know you have to like there's like a progression system you buy upgrades you earn currency through some system within the game mm -hmm. um i'm pretty sure even the star wars force unleashed you know oh there's there a lot was, of that in there, there there was like there was like achievements to like get the different colored stuff but there was also just you know like you could just upgrade your lightsaber to do more damage get yourself more like i think like force bar so you could like use the force longer and stuff like that you know so i think it's most of them have the same progression system where it's like you start off baseline stronger than the average opponent but you're nowhere near as strong as any of like, the bosses you need to kill where so then you need to like work into what i it. would say is yeah kind of what liam was saying is i think very similar to another genre of bullet hell that i already mentioned it's more of a numbers game than it is a, a power game yeah right like you're uh the most difficult levels are the are the most difficult like base levels not boss battles involve you against a significant amount of of enemies either that there's a lot just like an overwhelming number of them or that there's just a significant number of them and they're just harder to kill 
Yeah, exactly. So it's I think it's I think those two are very similar. Where it's not that you're weak; it's that you're getting better at managing a battle against, as as Liam put it, overwhelming odds, essentially. So I'm gonna actually bring up a game that I, um, that I picked from one of my um, favorite RPG uh, games is gonna be uh, Monster Hunter. Monster Hunters are very hack and slash, very. That's what I was about to ask. I was about to say it was like, well, Monster Hunter is technically an RPG based game, but the 99% of the game is played like kind of hack and slashy. You know, you just have a weapon and you're just beating the shit out of this yep. monster. But and... technically, it's an RPG. Well, it's an RPG. Uh, it's an RPG. Technically, is only game? determined as an RPG. Yeah. Like Diablo is an RPG hack and slash. But if you look up Monster Hunter, that's why I was double checking just to make sure it is classified only as an action RPG. I would say the only reason that they don't include it in a hack and slash is because it is so specific to Monster Hunter and yeah. how the mechanics work. Because it's not incredibly fast-paced unless you're really good at the game. Well, like, also, I think it also goes off what Colin said. It's because Monster Hunter, it most most of the time, it's you and a, either a group of people or just you versus a monster at a time. Whereas most hack and slashes, it's you versus, like, a horde of 100 creatures yeah. that are average. So, you know, you can just blow through them with a couple abilities, right? Whereas, like, Monster Hunter, it's you versus this one dinosaur or monster whatever that's gonna take you a good hour just to handle that one thing someday when i'm famous somebody will t tell me that i'm a, a simp for capcom and i agree <laughs> full heart heartedly liam you're simp for capcom, simp for capcom 100 percent. give me the their stuff i i will wear your flag do it <laughs> <laughs> fantastic games i mean so, so would you because we've just defined it as having to do with overwhelming odds david i know you've recently gotten into uh jedi fallen order is that what it's yeah called, right? oh yeah yeah it's a game would you would you consider that and as well in that genre or in that realm dark souls would we consider that uh hack and slash because it is very technical blade combat i forget how they classify it but it's not a hack and slash it's a deliberate it, i forget how they say it um because i think hack and slash very they, pretentiously. Sounds they do weird. they do um sure hack and slash sounds to... very like uh just gotta do it look i'm pretty sure uh dark souls is considered more like a dungeon crawl yeah a, a action role-playing dungeon crawler um because like okay. there's a lot of games like like uh dark souls where there could be a lot of hack and slash type scenes or areas but you don't have to it's also a... bandai namco i will simp for you as well <laughs> but it's you know it, it's you know david you played right dark souls. played uh i got through a bit of it i haven't completed it though but it's like there's a lot of parts well you, you don't have to get through it. there's a lot of parts where you're just like yeah i'm not gonna go there because i don't want to fight this guy it's more of like a choosing your right paths and knowing the secret passageways i i play <laughs> i play dark souls way differently i'm the guy that's just like oh i've got no clothes on and i'm rolling around <laughs> i mean it depends on what i'm playing you know <laughs> i I've done two-hander only naked runs. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I am BB as hell when it comes to Dark Souls. It's fun as hell, though. Um, 
but yeah, when it gets back to the actual combat of the game, um, it's more deliberate slashes versus then obviously button mashing with you when you get with like hack and slash because it's obviously you're not thinking about where you're putting your blade; it's where you're just hacking and slashing. It's almost like I, I'm a really big uh, Fire Emblem uh, fan. Uh, if anyone knows me, I, I've always said it. But they put out one game in their series called Fire Emblem Heroes, which is it's a hack and slash version where it's it just takes all the characters and then puts them. You're like you're playing the character in a hack and slash scenario. So there's like, and it's just again one of those there's 15 million troops and you're just playing character, just pressing combos. It's almost like a fighting game type thing where like you have to press certain combos, but you don't have to. You can sit there just like. <laughs> yeah, but mashing. <laughs> yeah, what? So I'm really, I'm really interested in pushing the bounds of this of this definition that we have now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We're, we're, of the overwhelming forces, because I always I'm, I want to get out there. Um, blowing up the oval. <laughs> exactly. So, so I just looked. Uh, I'm gonna moving on. I'm gonna interrupt you just a little bit. Hack and slash by the definition of Wikipedia, the good god Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> hack and slash or Hack and Slay refers to the type of gameplay that emphasizes combat with melee-based weapons and a few projectile-based weapons, as well as its subgenre of beat-em-up genre. Oh, so, okay, okay. so beat, okay. Um, beat so now I, now I have two questions. So, first of all, Chivalry and Mordow, those have, those are popular medieval battle games, I guess you can consider is that, I would consider that a hack and slash based on the definition you just gave. Yep. Even though we we said that uh, primarily hack and slash has to deal with overwhelming odds, because hack and slash, as I mentioned, I don't know if anybody heard, it's just very panicked, right? It sounds like you're just you're just you're very just quick. Yeah, you're very quick. Exactly. You're not really thinking about um, where it is. You see an enemy, you get them. That kind of thing. My second question was gonna be, um, uh, Batman Arkham games, because the combat in that is is melee combat. And the combat in that and uh, early Assassin's Creed games or middle Assassin's Creed games, very similar. You 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 fight you essentially, and then you have like a counter button, and that's basically it. So, so I would you consider that a, a beat 'em up? I would I wouldn't disagree. I would say that um, a beat 'em up is almost like Bayonetta or like um, I actually looked him up. Bay Bayonetta is a hack and slash game. Um, it's, it's also classified as a uh, beat 'em up. Um. So it's any it's any really um, game that includes uh, fighting with hack and slash basically. Oh, um, okay. wait, wait. So beat 'em up games is a lot of fighting, close quarters, yes, ranged weapons, exactly. Smash, Smash Bros. Pretty much, yeah. It's basically Smash Bros. If it was like story no, but, driven. Oh, that means Smash Bros. is a hack and slash game. It's close quarter fighting. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> right in the. Right, right. Um, it's <laughs> it's. Wait, wait, wait. Is Mortal Kombat a hack and slash game then? <laughs> so the really. Street Fighter games are on here, <laughs> but I don't think straight up fighting games are technically um beat 'em up. Because again, again, you're fighting, you're fighting one person versus uh, like a horde, as you were saying. You're fighting multiple um enemies versus one one foot. One 
Yeah, one person you need to eliminate from the competition. Okay, so through with your definition <laughs> what you said, and through all the what we've been talking, so this is a game I played back on the Xbox 360 a bunch. Yeah. Blade, Blade Storm: The Hundred Year War. Now, basically, what it is is you're a mercenary. You can bounce back both sides of the English and the French, and you just fight during the Hundred Year War as a mercenary for hire. But it's a real-time strategy action game. But when you go through the whole thing, it's just you pick up a, a platoon of troops, you charge out there, you kill a bunch of other troops, and you're literally just running around, you know, hacking, slashing, bows, arrow, medieval time. So, but it's not a hack and slash game technically, right? No, because it does follow under your your description of what a hack and slash would be according to Wikipedia. So I think again, you you have to have those very specific. Um controlling controlling a certain character controlling it like um with uh i forget what game it is but it's um like well, like no no, but like no no you control one specific character and you can jump like let's say you see a platoon of like you're, okay no you're you're, con right you're controlling like 60 people here no 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 you control one guy and you pick up platoons of troops that are just ai controlled but you are one person you only can you can only control the fighting of one person I... I think the fact that you have people join you in your quest, whether you control them or not, um, causes okay. it to become not a hack and slash. Okay. Because so that's, it, that's it, kinda, I you know. feel a hack and slash is a lot more solo based. You, you, like even it, you, you might have a companion here or there, but it's like maybe one other person. So here's an interesting. Start game like platoons. Even if you don't control them, you're kind of just driving away from the, okay, the like true hack and slash nature. Yeah. Um, I had at least. I certainly agree yeah, with yeah, that. Um, I'm I'm gonna bring up one uh, another interesting one that I actually just thought of. Um, Link, uh, four swords, uh, or the four swords or something like that. Um, it's where uh, basically Link picks up the swords where it's, he splits into four different people, mm -hmm. and it obviously it's a hack and slash game because it's a top down Zelda. Uh, but you have four four of yourself. That you play with, and you can play with multiple players and different things like that. Me and, brother, me and my brothers used to play that on the Game Boy Link. Yeah, um, would you? Is that a hack and slash game? No, you're no. you're going towards adventure. Yeah, you're you're, um, hit, you're again. hitting. There is some hack and slash <laughs> aspects, but that's a, that's an adventure. That's definitely not. <laughs> Colin, when I said the Game Boy Link, I was like, yeah. <laughs> Wait, that was, that was a. <laughs> the Game Bro, Boy man. Link. That's. That's a fire oh, console. A yeah, that's after. a that's a nostalgia shock. It's <laughs> what um, what those kid kids call fire. About Gorn and Blade and Sorcery is kind of the brutality that the combat has, and I haven't seen a whole lot of Fallen Order, but I know that there is like lightsabers are devastating weapons, like yeah. in actuality. Yeah, they in don't real, have... like, and so I think they did realistic combat okay in that game. They didn't like go over the top where like uh blood and gore like some of the other nah, games but you like i think devil may cry is pretty so theoretically you wouldn't bleed too much with a lightsaber cut you would all right all right all right if we, if we want to be nerdy about it we, we've had the wikipedia definition we've had the wikipedia definition of of hack and slash do we want to add like brutal combat to that i would I feel like I a lot of the time hack and slash to... goes hand in hand with just I think like it does, but that's blows. only because when you think close combat, things get messy. One one of the something I heard a long time ago is like, if you're in a knife fight, you have to expect to be cut. Like that yeah. that's just how it works. You you won't get around that. 
I mean, yeah. So I think when you think of, yeah, when when you think of hack and slash combat, close combat, you think of brutality. I think most developers do, but I don't think it's a requirement to make a hack and slash. Yeah, I would agree. I I think there's obviously a gray area with a lot of these genres, and we like talking about those gray areas, which is the best part. Um, <laughs> um, I'm I'm looking up uh, gore and uh, blade and sorcery. Um, right now, I would say, um, wow, that's quite bloody, actually. Jesus, his head just hit a gong. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's VR, dude. No, no, that's the biggest part. That's pretty cool looking. Gorn was specifically made to be gory, though. I mean, that's why it's called Gorn. Gorn. Yeah, Gorn, Gorn was literally made to be glory, uh, gory, though. Glory. Glory. Um, Glory. <laughs> but yeah, no, it definitely is an interesting one with Colin. You picked a very obviously first person view of your hack and slash because you can do it with do it yourself. Um, Which is the, maybe the worst part of it. <laughs> yeah. What What are you? What are you? A sadist? Like, oh, I, I, I murdered these people. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Um, no, yeah, I think definitely you could add very, um, restricted, obviously ranged weapons or like power-ups, different things like that to the hack and slash categories, but I do think melee combat is a like ground tenant for hack and slash. Yeah. yeah. Um, other than there are, that... There are, there are certain games that obviously break the boundaries of that and go a little farther but most all hack and slash should and will stick around that that close quarter yeah i mean yeah um when you go back to the force unleashed uh you obviously have can like reflect damage and reflect the the bolts from the quote-unquote stormtroopers i still think they're just um people in costumes shooting at people um <laughs> because they're so bad <laughs> i mean they pretty much are oh uh, yeah. Most of them are slaves. Too, obviously, so. yeah. obviously, obviously, all of them have their helmets on backwards. It's the only reason. I mean, I hope, dude, they can't hit anything. Um, but yeah, what was your favorite point in that in the Force Force Unleashed, where you thought the combat could be improved? I still don't remember enough about the game. I, gotcha. re I remember <laughs> I loved the combat and I loved being able. to I, move as I did. I'll just open up. I'll open up the question. What are you? Okay, since we picked all our favorite games, what is one point of the game that you would improve upon? Uh, I got mine. <laughs> uh, throwing physics in VR stink. <laughs> yeah, probably do. always they will. They, um, yeah. except with very specialized uh, hardware for it. Uh, specifically with the with the index, they've got the controller that is basically in your hand, right? Yeah. And and it's got the the finger tracking. That is how you get people to actually throw things. The worst part of either Blade and Sorcery and Gorn is when you're like, ah, I have a throwing knife, and then you throw it and it goes right into the ground. <laughs> Whoa. If you practice it, if you practice it enough, you can get better at it by like releasing really early or literally just throw it like throwing it straight. Yeah, <laughs> just you like ever to get the like, motion like, like, sh like shotgun motion like yeah. yeah, you just you just you like you're stabbing somebody and then you let go and hopefully it'll fly straight into them. <laughs> yeah. 
It looks Catch. stupid, but the only way to get an accurate can, knife can throw I, in the Can game. I work in real life? Can I grab my knife and just throw it straight forward? We do not advise you trying that, or anybody yeah, else. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> don't try that at home, kids. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, though, if you do. So, um, so uh, Patrick, what what would you improve about uh, Diablo or um, the one you were talking about earlier? Hades? Yeah. Uh, um... I think Hades, like, I think it's the hitboxing, so, like, there's certain terrain you can't go through, and so when you're, like, at, at one point, if you go, like, there's, like, a bunch of, like, upgrades and stuff, if you go one, you can get, like, really fast and have, like, four dashes at the same time, and after dashing, it gives you, like, a movement speed, and then sometimes you'll be dashing, and you're supposed to go through hitboxes, but then the game will be like, oh, no, technically you stopped dashing and then started a new dash right as you hit the hitbox, so it'll shift you, and then mm. you'll throw yourself into a lava pit later in the game, lose, like, half your health pool, and then quickly dash out of it, and then you're just like, why did this happen? So I think I think it's just, like, hitbox registering on, like, where you are, or maybe having, like, a setting where you can turn on, like, certain games you can, like, highlight the base where the hitbox actually is. Like, I know certain games that do that. Just to help out, because sometimes that game, you can get really fast-paced. Some of the boss fights in it are, like, really, like, boom, boom, boom. You gotta move, 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 or you're gonna get hit by environmentals. You're gonna hit by boss, and, you know, skills. You know, there's a ton of shit going on, and your eyes are all over. And me wondering, oh, am I gonna make that, you know, make it through that block, or am I just gonna die because the game's gonna be like, ah, no, nope, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um... So David, you you couldn't figure you can't remember no, what's going no. on. While I while I can't, <laughs> I do want to go into Jedi Fallen Order because I feel there are some similarities towards those two games. Okay. Um, I, I don't think they're the exact same game in any respect, but so there was part of the the so I look at movement in all the games I play more than anything else because if you have good movement, a lot of things can be overlooked. Oh, um, I would, I would, part. I would completely agree, but I would say, um, we were talking about an FPS that has a ton of great movement in it, uh, but had kind of lackluster, um, gunplay, um, last week, uh, what was the name of the game? Uh, it was your pick, Colin. My FPS pick was, oh, Titanfall? Yeah, Titanfall. So it has amazing, obviously, movement and jumping and different things, but the the it had a little bit lackluster gameplay uh, with the gunplay. I meant, and um, um, yeah. But yeah. So anyway, the the problem that I found in Fallen Order, and I, I feel this is true for a lot of games, is it felt very cramped, uh, and you can't always tell exactly where you can use your abilities. Like you can wall run. But you can only wall run on like certain walls where like mm. that doesn't really make sense to me. I feel like I, I understand they're trying to not let you like go out out of bounds of the map. But at the same time, like I, there's a there's a very limiting factor they had on your own freedom. I also always kills a game for me. I also feel that that breaks a little bit of immersion because if you can do it on yeah. one wall, you could should be able to do it on another wall. No, wait. Is it easy to tell which walls you can or cannot do? It For on? the most part, yeah. There, there's some climbing bits that it's hard to tell where you can and can't climb, but. For the most part, it's easy to tell. That's the thing is, is I, I hate to sound like that new generation of gaming because a lot of older games didn't have a lot of like 
visuals that did that, but also a lot of games, uh, older games didn't have a lot of the mechanics newer games do, is that they don't, you know, they don't show you where or where you can't do it. Like, a lot of the Assassin's Creed games, uh, you know, it's like, can I, can I climb that wall? And then you go to climb the wall, then you fall off because you can't make it the whole way up, and then a guard walks up and is like, you violated the law, and shanks you, and you're like, well... I think that's a learning curve to a game. I think you should be shanked. Well, yeah. And deserve no, to be shanked. I understand like, there should be some learning to, to it. And I also think there should be some point to, you know, some showing of, like, this is something you can do, this is something you can't do. Because you don't know how many times in games where they'll have mechanics like that, I'll go to run up some wall or dash over some obstacle, and it'll just be like, yeah, you can't do that. So one of my, one of my most hated areas in any Dark Souls game is Dark Souls 2's starting area. The main reason is because you could just fall to your death a million times because there's yep. no collision whatsoever. And I'm okay with that. I Sure, I hated the fuck out of it, but it made me a better player. So I think I agree with what you were saying, Patrick, that I, I, uh, there's some points in certain games where you're like, man, I really wish they would have told me that I was going to you know, fall off that cliff or that I couldn't climb the wall. But I think the danger in that is, like, almost too much hand-holding. Like, I don't want every game to be yeah. Mirror's Edge, where everything that I can climb on is a different color. Because that's yeah. just, like, that's, like, too much. Well, yeah, yeah. But like, I, I do like I when they, like, it... color the edge of a of a cliff that you can climb yeah, like, on. Yeah, like, maybe, like, there's, like, or chalk maybe, there. Like, or maybe if you look at it closely enough, there's, like, a little, like, a little shine to it. Like, like it's not, like, something that's, yeah. like, you know, a holy beacon to the heavens above that's, like, <laughs> This is something you can climb on. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, if you look at it, it has like a little like sparkle or like. <laughs> There's a like, cat. Oh, you're like, oh shit, I could do that. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, um, something I would change. Going back to that question, something I would change in my game would be the fucking camera angle. When I was younger, I could not get around how like. There'd be like a hidden there'd be like a hidden area. And you could only get to it in a certain way where it's out of focus. So it'd be like, okay, so I'm I'm I've got my camera right here. It'll be like here. You have to like go into this corner and jump into here, but you can't see it because it's over here. Yeah. The the classic Lego Star Wars issue. Oh, it <laughs> drives me bonkers. Yeah. Like, I how? <laughs> it's literally one of my most, like, pet peeves is to just get your camera right, and it would just drive me up a wall. Immediate red face. Or, um, or ones where, like, all of a sudden you'll be going, 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 and then, like, you interface wrong. Yeah. Right? And then yep. all of a sudden you're, like, doing, like, 360s around your character and staring at <laughs> you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, you're, you're like, stop, 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 please. Please stop. Or you jump off a balcony that you didn't mean it's like, to. It's like, it's like you guys can kind of relate to this, Colin. Actually, all of you can. It's, like, kind of like Rocket League, but worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, Rocket League, but worse? Yeah, what? Yeah, like, like when the ball goes like flying over top of you, and also your camera is just like. <laughs> <laughs> oh I, yeah. Stretching the boundaries, is. No. <laughs> Our Lego is Lego Star Wars a hack and slash. I would consider Lego Star Wars a hack and slash. Yeah. I would. I would consider that a hack and slash. What about like Lego Indiana Jones? No, a hundred percent Lego Indiana Jones. Too many guns in it. Eh, it does have a little bit too many guns in it, but <laughs> I would still Lego, agree with it. What about Lego Batman? There's there's not a lot of guns in that one. 
Or 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 would it be a beaten up beat him up? Ooh, yeah. Mm. Well, that's under hack and slush. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, there's too many <laughs> noises going on. I have all the old Lego games. I can start reading them off. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> Thank you. They are their own genre. As far as I'm concerned. <laughs> okay. It's like comedic, comedic construction battle game. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Exactly. Okay, that is the episode boys this is episode four of the rat chat thank you for stopping by and thank you for coming uh flame mango death watch and also blank um stay safe out there and have a great uh 2021